bada bing, bada boom. Like sands through the hourglass, these are the gay days of our lives. I'm Tom. I'm Carl. I'm Daniel. I hope I'm in the middle. I hope Carl's on the left, and I hope Daniel's on the right. We had a little trouble getting our uh, technical stuff off the ground here this morning, but I believe we're good to go. I know. Nobody at home cares. How long has it been since we did this? A week and a half. A week and a half. It's been nine days, and a lot has happened. You're right. A what, lot. What, tell us what happened. Well, there's been the pres- vice presidential vice president debate. Yeah. As well as work is doing well, and we're in the middle of a pandemic, believe it or not. So um, I'm very fortunate and blessed How is, to be busy. But the pandemic's not affecting you directly in the last few days, has it, since we last talked? No. No, there's no. been no bad developments. No bad developments. Okay. All positive and yeah. smiles all around. Okay, good. Mm-hmm. Is it okay to talk about? Uh, work that you something happened at work something good happened at work no nothing nothing good ever happened but um i did sell a house so. well that's that counts yeah so i'm i'm happy about that great and um everything's going well business is going well i have clients that um that i'm happy to be working with and uh and yeah so there we are and Carl, what's been happening? What's the last thing, the big thing that happened to you in nine days? Well, it's been pretty quiet. I've been recuperating from going on this big junket. It took a lot more out of me than I thought it was really? going to be. Oh. Yes, all that time in the car uh, wore on me. So um, I've been ending summer and starting to clean up around the place and move into fall. So I'm getting back to the earth. And Carl, do you, uh, in preparation for the fall, do you switch out your wardrobe? Um, yes, I do. You do? Okay. <laughs> you, How you, did you know? You bring in your winter clothes I, I, and I've take got, out your summer I've clothes. Half my shirts that are long-sleeved are in the back of the closet, and the shorts are in the front, so okay. I switch them around. Okay. And begin getting into flannel. Oh, very nice. Oh, you're a flannel guy. I'm a flannel so guy. You're, so you're going to be like a lumberjack. Uh, yes, Ooh. of course I will be. Ooh, tickle me pink. <laughs> the operative <laughs> word being like a lumberjack. <laughs> I give an axe. I sh- <laughs> and you swing it well. <laughs> I like the sound of that. When I was a little kid, and we had just moved here from Indiana, my mother made a giant ritual in fall and spring of changing out the clothes. We're putting away your summer clothes and we're getting out your winter clothes Mm -hmm. and vice versa. Well, that's pretty much gone out the window. I don't think anybody really does that anymore at all, do they? Is there such a thing as winter clothes and summer clothes? Yeah, I I think there is uh, something to be said about swapping out the clothes. Mm -hmm. I... I'm more fluid. I winter, I you know it's today. What was it? Today's going to be the last 100 day of the year. Okay. Um, Here's hoping. Yeah, 100 temperature. Uh, that is 100 degree temperature, day of the year, and I'm wearing a long sleeve shirt, and I'm doing that partly because the sun is just so intense. I don't want to get darker and darker and darker. Um, that the, nothing. Um, just because uh, you know I. Skin cancer does run in the family, and I just want to be, you know, take care of myself. I was supposed to have my semi-annual skin cancer screening 
on December 16th. I get this at the, yeah, the thing up on Pima Canyon there. Okay. I'll do it for you. Why don't you just strip down (laughs) naked right here? (laughs) Yes, but do you know what you're looking for? I'm a, I used to be a paramedic, so I'm like a doctor. Come well, on. That, was, that was a straight line. I <laughs> thought I'd just hand you a straight line. and you, There's any number of jokes you could have pulled out of that, but you chose that one. That's okay. So get out your pen light. <laughs> yes. Your little magnifying loop thing. And they go, well, they ask me, have you noticed anything? They, they ask me, have you noticed anything? And you say, no. I don't know. I'm not in the habit of inspecting myself. With and then them. five minutes later in a $5,000 bill, they say, see you later. Yeah. <laughs> That's about it. Anyway, they they send me this letter saying, oh, we canceled your appointment. Call this number. So I call 694-8888. How are they going to do it this year with the pandemic? Are they going to have you well, uh, Zoom? <laughs> Can they get no, on Zoom? because... Uh, Therein lies the problem. There was one in June. I had one in June. And I went in there in person, and I put on my little gown, and they asked me if I had noticed anything, and I said, well, yeah, what about this thing? So they all focus on it, and they're touching me, and they have their masks on, and they're inspecting me, and they decide everything is fine. Come back in six months for the same thing. Well, that's December 16th, except it's not happening. So I finally get a live person on the phone after the second attempt. Well, we uh, only have two residents we have two actual doctors and a bunch of residents and the actual doctors are only there a half a day a week each so we've drastically cut back that's the reason they gave so they give me a february visit now well that's eight months well okay whatever so that's how they're doing things now okay i don't think it's good but so modern medicine has cut back too. boy sure has so like i said strip naked I'll examine you. Yeah. Bada bing, bada Well, <laughs> we'd have to pause the recording, and then we could do that. <laughs> but if I take, our, if we all take our clothes off while it's recording, there's going to be all this rustling and all this dead air. So <laughs> let's we'll save that for next time. But let's say we did. Let's say we did do that. It would bring us to one of our main topics today. Yes. And. It's the age-old question of something versus something, and it has an alliterative rhyming scheme. What is that? Showers versus growers. Showers versus growers. Okay. Shower spelled like shower, but if you see it on paper, it's not shower versus grower. It's shower versus grower. And can you give us a clinical medical explanation using medical terms and not slang terms for this? So medical terms would be be um, a flaccid penis that when erect does not get very, that does not enlarge significantly more than like an erect penis versus a flaccid sized penis. The the length of this does does not change. And that would be mostly a shower in that case. Where is a grower is someone whose flaccid size, flaccid penis, is significantly smaller than their erect size. Spoken like a true EMT. Paramedic. 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 <laughs> What's the difference? Um, it's kind of like a doctor and a nurse. Like it'd be like, kind you know, that analogy. Like a paramedic has more training, more skills, and has a bigger scope of practice, much like a a doctor relative to a nurse. So, so he's more of a shower. Yes. 
but which, <laughs> which bring, actually brings us to a little sideline here. I've, I always listen to our podcast after it's put together, and I listen for things that are wrong with it. How can we make it better? Mm-hmm. How can we make the... How can, we, how can we make both of our listeners enjoy it even more? <laughs> That's a joke. I think we have 15 people listening. Oh. I thought it, we're in the 50s. It's, we actually have 70. The last time I checked, we had 77 listens by 15 Individuals, so unique oh, individuals. Okay. So we have a core group of fifteen. They think we. Well, that's the that's the information I get from Anchor.fm, and I don't know how accurate it is, but that's that's what they're telling me. Anyway, fifteen fanboys and the rest of them just tune in for one song and leave. Robot robots. That could be. They could be bots. They could be Chinese bots. Oh. Russian, Russian bots. Russian, they could be Russian right. bots, not Chinese, oh, but Russian take bots. Take us right. over. No, what I was getting at is that we, and that was a perfect example just now of where one of us is pontificating and one of the other of us injects a little bomo, that's French B-O-N-M-O-T. Bomo. 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 It's impossible to say, say French words on the radio and know what they are because you can't see the letters and half the letters are not pronounced. <laughs> It's a a golden little zinger that one of you zings in there in the middle of a pontification. And we've been glossing over it. We haven't even noticed them or acknowledged them. So I hope our listeners have acknowledged them. And Carl, you just had a little zinger in there. And uh, thank you for that. Can you, anyone remember what it was? <laughs> Once it has zinged, it goes. You've got to let them go. That's right, okay. So analyzing zingers after the fact is a giant waste of time. So my my idea of a zinger isn't that. My idea of a zinger is when there's that, like, electrifying moment through your body that is... like yeah like that is a like excite that is exciting and it can be sexual can be orgasmic and can be i can't think of any other kind uh, okay well i neither can i (laughs) the whole realm of double entendres and uh, witty comebacks and all that kind of thing little zingers they tickle you pink they certainly do. Make your hole pucker. <laughs> <laughs> but do they make you show and grow? <laughs> show and grow. Uh, that, and I think that's what the bon mot was. You were explaining the difference between an EMT mm. and a paramedic. And Carl said shower versus grower for a doctor nurse. Exactly, exactly. All right. So, but is the doctor the shower and yes. the nurse the grower? Yes. Hmm. <laughs> and the paramedic is so when the, he walks in the room, you know you've got something. Yeah. Whereas the paramedic is the shower, yeah. and the EMT is the grower. Yes. All right. All right. <laughs> and you were a paramedic, but in real life, I'm more of a sh- I'm more of a grower. Yes. I'm yes. More of a grower. Right. What well, What does the percentage of the population who is 
growing grow versus show what is I, that i don't know i need to take a sample i need to i need to <laughs> throw still a sample. building your sample <laughs> sample yeah <laughs> and do we know what yeah. that is so far so far what is uh, it so far the, what yeah where are the chalk marks <laughs> the, i would say you know the the men i've been with have mostly been showers uh, yeah is that so yeah well mm. in this era of pumping, would you please write their phone numbers down on this little pad of paper for us <laughs> I think pumping has changed the equation mm-hmm. because pumping is all about showing. Yeah, you know, it's getting the, get these, getting in the, engorged. The submarines that people are carrying between their legs, good heavens. Mm-hmm. Is that really a good thing? Is that a healthy thing? Dep- have I mean, have, have like you ever having, used? It's like having big tits. Uh, uh, I've, I've, I've never used a pump or anything I, like that. That was my question. I don't. I think somebody let me use theirs once, and it, I didn't really get anything out of it. I thought, what is the point of this? Because there's so, all these mechanical problems of getting the seal right, and and you don't want to hurt the, yourself. The right amount of pressure. Yeah. It's like, what the? You either whatever you got, you got. Whatever you don't got, you don't. I got. think this kind of goes back to our last uh, podcast segment where we talked about, you know. Um, like the changing the size of your penis isn't something you can do it's something you're born with and self-acceptance is um the first step to accept others for the way they are self-acceptance there's a bone mole if i ever heard one yeah and a lot of people just do not get that people are super self-conscious about themselves either you know fat skinny tall short whatever um but once you get to a point in your life where you're accepting of yourself, you're more likely to accept the someone else for you know their flaws, their whatever. Hmm. Well, it makes you a whole lot more fun to be around. Yeah, I agree. If you're dealing with all this, I, all these questions. I have a friend, I have a loose, uh, a friend, and I use that term loosely in this context because he is super self-conscious about the way he looks, the way, you know, he's very intelligent, but he refuses to go to a gay bar because he compares himself to everyone else at the bar, but he's never been in one to compare himself to. But it's this idea that everyone in there is going to be a Calvin Klein model or whatever. So is he self-conscious about his the size of his body or the shape of his face? or I think all of the above. Everything. Uh, all so he's the, at three. Yeah. Yeah, on he, every level. Yeah, he and so I, I'm like, dude, come on, they're like, trust me, everybody that goes into a gay bar, a nude beach, doesn't look like a supermodel. Okay, he thinks of himself as a three, but he's really not. He's average. If okay. he and the thing is, if you, if you've got this in your head that you're a three, you're going to behave like, oh, I'm this worthless thing that nobody is going to yeah. be interested in. You yeah. get, then you can't do that. Yeah. Nobody can should ever do that. And I, you know, I tried it, and I, you know, I'm friendly with him, and I'm like, come on, like, I'm hanging out with you. Let's mm-hmm. be, let's, let's do things. Let's be friends. Let's do friend, do things that friends do, like go grab a drink at a gay bar, go to a nude beach together. Not sexual or anything like that, but he refuses to do anything like that and it's like come on like there comes a point and he's older it's not like he's like an 18 year old super self-conscious kid he he's a well-established intelligent person that's an older gentleman 
Is he like 50 or 60 or? 60, 60 something. 60 something. Yeah. Hmm. Well. I feel for him. Yeah. I, I don't know what to tell you. Yeah. So. Does he need a psychologist or a psychotherapist or a psychiatrist to help him through this? Or has he ever had any counseling? I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. Does counseling really help with stuff like that? You know, I was talking to my partner, Quincy, um, the other day. Because I, I thought about, you know, I, I'm thinking about getting, going to therapy myself. Wow. Um, not necessarily for these deep, dark, you know, secrets um, that I have inside or anything like that. I'm fairly an open book. Um, but I just feel the need to have a neutral third party listen to my struggles that won't judge me that I will never see outside the walls of the room. Wow. Um, and I thought, you know, I was like, well, Quincy, what would you, what would you think of? He's like, well, can't, can't I be that for you? And I thought he, what did he, what did he say? He, he thought he could be that port person he, for me. Oh. Like, Hey, well, is there anything you want to talk about? And I, I think that's one of the signs of a great relationship because he was so open to like not judging me and what my desires are or what I am going through like mentally for my mental health. And I thought, you know what? He put it into perspective that moment where it's like, yeah, if, I don't think I need therapy. I think I just need to, like, yes, you're my partner. Yes, um, you know, where we have an intimate relationship, that's all fine and dandy. But I, I, I think what I was kind of subconsciously asking for is, um, like, a, like, a, like a person that I could tell all my, you know, I, he's a busy guy. He's stressed. And I didn't want to burden him with my stress or all that kind of stuff. And he was open to just having a conversation and let's talk. And uh, that's what I needed and that's what I wanted. And I'm so thankful for that. The partner is going to be too close to you, I think. Mm -hmm. And most therapists, I'm sure therapists would say this because they want you as a client. But it's always difficult for a, a partner can be of some help up to a point. But there's a point beyond that where I think the partner is just too close and yeah. too is too much of a mirror image and a third person on the outside will have perspective that is impossible to get any other way. Well, you go in, you see what you have to say, you you bounce off that person who is mm-hmm. trained, you leave, you pay your bill, you go out the door, you go back to your life and nobody else around you is aware that you're going into this place yeah i agree so you're doing it very privately and that's uh, you know so i'm i'm thankful quincy was willing to listen to me and and just talk but uh, who knows i may or may not pursue the the therapy in the future well and if you do once you get to the point that you feel certain things are things you would like to share with him Mm -hmm. then that might be your bridge yeah so who knows I may end up helping produce another podcast for our friend Bobby, who's starting a nonprofit. What is the mission of the nonprofit? I asked Bobby. It's to provide guidance, and I'm not sure counseling is in there, but guidance, help to younger 
LGBTQA men of color. Ooh. Specifically. I think that's much needed. I, and the reason I say that, be, and it's important that the A is included, allies. He said... <laughs> He says the A is for asexual now. Oh, ooh, excuse but me. But you're saying it's allies? I thought it included allies. Okay. I thought so, too. Allies? Um, Do you think it it's allies? It makes more sense if it so, is Okay. So, okay, I'm, I stand corrected, or maybe it's all-inclusive. I don't know. But one thing I wanted to, to say was, you know, I think... So, just in my experience and how I th- I think of acceptance, I think white heterosexual women are like LGBT allies, and it's fairly easy for them. Um, heterosexual uh, females of color are easy to be allies for to the LGBT community. Obviously, LGBT you know gay men are are allies and and part of the community supporting the cause i think heterosexual um heterosexual white men are also open to being allies in the lgbt community i think where this lies is L- or, uh, heterosexual minority or people of color um males men are less likely to be allies out of the entire group, out of, out of the entire yes. heterosexual population. I would say that's mm-hmm. probably yeah. true. And I, I think... That's a cultural thing. It's a cultural from, thing, yes. Right. One of the uh, questions that I asked Bobby was about SAFE, this thing we have here called Southern Arizona AIDS Foundation. S-A-A-F. S-A-A-F, right. They only help people that are HIV pause. So if you're not... HIV pause, but you are a LGBTQA young man of color, you cannot be a client there. You have to be you have to be paused to be a client of safe. Okay. So Bobby feels like he might be filling this gap, gap. by providing services to guys who are not HIV pause, but who are still in a challenged population. And so I think it's a brilliant idea. Well, we're in the midst of this great glacial pause. And a safe had put together the Fourth uh, Avenue Center. I'm not sure it ever got to the point that it opened up, but that was for kind of young street kids, and it was uh, more a guidance drop-in center, if you will. Um, if that comes to be, if they do open their doors, that is right in your face. It's right down from IBTs. Mm-hmm. Ain't nobody's business. Yep. And that's not what that stands for. No. It does, right? <laughs> no. It's what? about time. Oh, it's about time. Oh, what, what? Ain't nobody's business. What's that? Ain't nobody's business. That would be A N B. No, ain't nobody's business. There's a song. No. Ain't nobody's business if we do. Is it a song? Is that a song like I WAP? No, I think it was. Do you remember the Biz? That was a lesbian bar oh. back on Broadway, and I think it was called yes. the Biz, but it was ain't yes. no any. Okay, so why right. don't we? That is right. So let's yes, just yes, yes. let's splice <laughs> this whole thing out. out cause <laughs> why? What's wrong what with leaving it in out there? I don't know. <laughs> well, then I think the WAP reference is even more apt. Ooh. So well, we are going to leave it in. Ooh, what what is WAP? That's a, that is a. 
It's a song by Cardi B. It's like number one on the charts right now. WAP. And the WAP is an acronym for... Please educate us. No, I'm not going to. It's embarrassing. <laughs> How? Well, embarrassing? Uh, I believe the WAP... Oh, just us here. The... The WAP stands for wet ass pussy. And you gotta say it with some like pizzazz. <laughs> say it with some yes. like see, I'm like growing you, yeah. when I say it. <laughs> Here, here's a song title that'll make you grow. Wet ass pussy. Ooh. <laughs> zinger. Zinger. <laughs> but yeah. What it was in the context of somebody on the internet said, just remembering folks last year at this time, everyone wanted Baby, It's Cold Outside pulled off the internet streaming because the song was sexist and predatory. This is a song from 1951. Yeah, telling a woman to come inside because it's cold. Yeah, let me go. Baby, it's cold outside. That was considered inappropriate. But Wet Ass Pussy is not inappropriate for some reason. Because it's a woman. It's a female. Yeah, you just have to wonder. What are people thinking? So... Well, we're the ones who who took the word queer and made that a positive denotation. Uh, just like Proud Boys. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Proud Boys. Yes. You mean the people Proud that the the gay guys that co-opted them? Is that what you're talking about? No, no, no. no. The no, Proud Boys, Boys, which is the gay. homegrown terrorist organization right, right. here in the U.S. But didn't you see what happened with that? Yes. A bunch of gay people yes, took, took over their Twitter feed. Yes. Hijacked. Not, didn't take it over. They sort of hijacked it. I would use a different word, but... Didn't hijack? Yeah. What word would we use? I'd say take over. Okay, or, take just over. Because we're, we're saying terrorist and hijack. And All in the same sense. Yeah. It's, you know, no, we're not yeah. advocating that. Um, but the Proud Boys then reacted by saying... Oh, we're fine with this. We don't care. Go ahead and put your gay selves on our pages. We don't care. We're happy to have you. I'm so sure. Yeah. That's that's exactly my reaction to. I'll believe this when I see it or proof of it. Mm -hmm. There's no proof of it. So, well, do you want to talk about the debate a little bit or not? There was one clear winner. Yeah. And that's, that's where it will stand. There was one clear winner, and it has a pair of compound 300 element eyes the fly (laughs) the fly yes yes (laughs) did you see the close-ups of the fly with his compound eyes i just gotta say that you know flies are attracted to shit did you see the picture somebody put up of ruth an official portrait of ruth bader ginsburg from in the last five or ten years in her robes and her pearls or whatever she had on. And at the bottom it said, I sent the fly. <laughs> yeah. So next time, send a tarantula wasp, please. <laughs> Something that can actually do or some serious damage. Murder hornet. Yeah, I thought of that too, but we don't know much about them. Do they really, would they really sting a human? I don't know. Uh, we know that a tarantula wasp will deliver really dangerous amount of venom to a human that we know so have you ever seen one hiking run the other way so i've I mean, never been people are all up in arms about this They're just chattering all over the place next door neighbor has been going on for 
a day now, a day and a half, going into a second full day. And all of these people weighing in, I wish he wouldn't get political on here. I wish he wouldn't do this. This and is the neighborhood just, thing? Just, yeah, yeah, just laughing their asses off. And uh, uh, do you know Robert Burns, the poet? From Scotland. Scotland wrote a poem in 1787. So this goes back a ways. Called, uh, it's in Scottish, it's called Te Leis, uh, To a Louse. To a Louse. Right. And it's about seeing a, a louse walk across the back collar, back neck of a woman who was upstanding in society and thought she was better than everybody else. And uh, it's clear that uh, the famous line in there goes something like, oh, that we could see ourselves the way that others see us. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's where that famous line comes from. So the, what we saw last week is just a continuation of this, that same sort of thing. Yeah. But oh, I love you're that. You're right. It was, it was just... A bug. He thinks he's so great, and yet there's a bug crawling on him. Yeah. And he may not have even known it. Didn't even know it. So there's Robert Burns <laughs> coming back 200 and, what is that, 240 years later? Wow. So uh, I, you're, I see you've gotten more comfortable in your manspreading now. Is that called manspreading? Yes. Okay, yes, but you still have your pants yeah. on. <laughs> not for not long. For, not for long. <laughs> I'm sorry. I stepped on your bow mole. I have to. My bow mole. I'm stepping on your bow mole again, and I'm I'm probably the worst offender at stepping on other people's bow mows. But my straight friend, Carden, his name is Carden, came over and uh, we played stereo together. Mm-hmm. He is a super super high end stereo guy. He knows more about. You think I'm. You think, I'm a stereophile? This guy's beyond, beyond, beyond. So we had a great visit. He was here for six hours. We went and got a pizza. Mm-hmm. He brought a stack of records. We played, we'll play, we'd play a couple off his, and we'd play a couple off mine, a couple off his, change this speaker, use that amplifier. So we had a, a, it was really fun. So is this a bromance in the budding? I think it is. No, a no, I no, think it, no, 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 be. no, no, it's not. Um, There'll be fireworks. <laughs> fireworks. That was there was an example of a bomo that probably should be stepped on, but <laughs> I won't. I like it. <laughs> Good. He's 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 a cutie. I sent you a picture of him. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So he brought one of the records. He's a, he's a bear. He is a bear. He's, he's a, a cub bear, because he's he's a well he's about five foot eight or something five foot seven. And bulge or no bulge? Huh? Do you think he's a grower or a shower? <laughs> I think he is a... That was going to be my question. Do straight guys consider growing and showing? Do they... Is that part of their self-image? I think they do. I, I think they do. Because yeah. in the gym, in a shower, in a gym, locker room, shower, you're assuming most guys are straight, mm. but they're fluffing up a little bit prior to walking around, strutting their stuff. Mm. People will, you know, you ask guys, they will deny it, but we all know. When I was at his house a week ago, we were flipping through the record collection, and here's Black Oak, Arkansas. Question. What? In the records, did you come across a share record? 
No. Almost. He does like he does like share. He we played I think he may have played a share record at his his house that day. He didn't bring any with him. Hmm. But we did talk about share. Donna Summer. Donna hmm. Summer. He did have a Donna hmm. Summer record. But Grace hmm. Jones. Hmm. He had a Grace Jones record. He loves Grace Jones. Hmm. Yeah, I know. I know. Those are the kind of straight men we want. And I think I did mention I'm, it's, this is an this is already an X-rated podcast, so I don't care about saying this. He had to relieve himself in the bathroom, and he left the door open. And I accidentally came into the hallway. I came down the hallway where this was, and he said, "Oh, sorry." And he reached up to close the door, and I said, "It's okay. I should have asked before I." Question: what? Was it a strong stream? I couldn't tell. The air conditioning was on, mm. and I could not hear. The, well, the record cleaning machine was going in the adjacent room, and it may, was making all these watery grinding noises. So I don't know what mm. was what I was hearing. I don't know. Like there, like a strong stream sound, kind of is semi homoerotic oh, to is. me. To me. Well, I'll, can I finish my story though? Sure. Before I before we get totally sidetracked, those are important points, but. The, the one I wanted to bring up was about Black Oak, Arkansas. This is a band from the 70s. They were, they were very big in the 80s on MTV. Well, the lead singer wore these yellow spandex pants that showed everything in bas-relief as he strutted around singing these country rockabilly songs. He was a shower, I take he, it. No, no. He was a show-off. He was a show-off. He was never hard. But there was you could absolutely tell, well, there's the front of his thing, and there's his testicles, and there's the outline of the whole thing. And all the time you're thinking, yeah, but what is this song about? <laughs> I'm not even listening to the song. All I'm watching is him. Jim well, Dandy. that's the point, though, is that a shower is not uh, showing hard. It's, it's a long, flex right. dick. So... I said, I saw the Black Oak, Arkansas (laughs) albums, and I I pulled them out, and I said, do you remember how he used to dress on stage? And he said, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Quote, unquote, was the answer. You can pull up a picture on your phone of Jim Dandy in his yellow spandex, and you'll see what I'm talking about. His name was Jim Dandy. And he's still out there on revival retro tours. But anyway, so the other night, He's here, and he brought a Bill Wyman record. Bill Wyman was the bass player in the Rolling Stones. So here's his solo album with him standing on the on the on the side of the road in these tight Levi's with a th- his thing showing. I said, "Oh, I have to take a picture of this," because I put the Jim Dandy picture on the Facebook page for Vintage Gay Photos and. 200 people love it. Oh, yeah. You, yeah. Yeah, you see okay. it. You see it all there. Okay. Letting it all hang out. So, uh, my friend was quite on board with me taking a picture of his Bill Wyman record. with for, And I stated the express purpose is I'm going to put this on the Vintage Gay photo page of guys showing their junk in their pants. I can't believe we're having this conversation. <laughs> but I'm glad we are. Uh, no, I mean it's just like yeah, it's right, a sexual thing it has nothing to do yeah. with who who you're attracted to. You know, it's we your self-expression as a male. Yeah, I I agree, and oftentimes that's equated to your penis. Yeah, it's a fertility thing. Yeah, 
did you I, I think studies have shown um, guys spend more time looking at other guys at a gym than they do females and the reason for that is competition, competition. exactly yeah, yeah. or sizing if, sizing up the competition if straight guys are watching straight porn are they watching the men the men organs or the female organs I think both. They're that probably watching easy. technique. I'll, I'll, uh, <laughs> technique. But I think they're watching <laughs> penis go in vagina. And, okay. But and also, too, I, I, um, like big penis porn, it would not be a thing in straight um, culture if straight men weren't um, consuming that. Yeah, weren't consuming big penis porn. If straight men didn't care, you're saying there wouldn't be a genre of big okay. penis porn, which there, there is a Holmes. there is a subgenre in straight porn, porn for big penises. Okay, then. Yes, there you go. How many straight women are watching straight porn? Not very Not many. Very many. Exactly. Exactly. Well, and that right there. Right it's there. it's like the whole. I think we maybe three four episodes ago we discussed, you know, jock straps. Um, gay men cannot support a jockstrap underwear industry, so that means mm-hmm. there are there are straight men supporting that fashion industry as well for jockstraps and fashion underwear. We're actually going to run out of tape here. Can you see the machine that's do, running yeah. down? It's running down low. So, and we have been talking a long time. So, what else has to be brought up? Anything until next time? Until next time. Isn't that a song too? I'm sure. I'm sure there's a song. We use a song to send off. So um, the the song that I was singing today made me think of my significant other, Quincy. Wow. And it was, I believe, it's a Whitney Houston song, and um, it's the one where it's like, I get so emotional, baby, thinking of you. I like when I'm thinking of you. I don't think I know that one. If you just Does pull it up on the that? phone, if you pull it up on yeah, the phone, yeah. No, Whitney. I did. I say who did I say? Whitney Houston. Yeah, it is Whitney Houston. It's like I get so emotional, baby. Every time I think of you. <laughs> <laughs> I have to admit, I would change the station. <laughs> I was never a Whitney fan. Oh, oh. I, I love Whitney. Alexa, play the Share Channel. <laughs> Station, play Alexa. Play the share station. Do you believe in love? The love? Oh God! <laughs> so that was that was the song that I was strutting up and down my parents' like um, fireplace mantle. Uh-huh. So we we had something. This will date me. There was something called web TV back in the late nineties, which turned your computer into a. Uh, essentially it uh, turned your TV into a computer where there was like this keyboard, it was like a remote and then there was like a modem connected to your TV and you could access the internet, nothing to today's standards. You were in grade school? I was in grade school and there was a section within the web TV where you could listen to music and that's when I discovered Share's Believe. Wow. And I would play that song, and I would use the the mantle as my runway, strutting back and forth, singing. Yeah. The man? You mean the hearth? 
The, the hearth, yes. The mantle is the thing up above. So the the little seating stool area. The hearth. Okay. The hearth, yeah. Got it, okay. It, it went the entire length of the room, so it was pretty cool. Oh. So I was, but the question, I, you brought this up the other night, and I said, what did you use as the prop microphone? Oh, I don't, I, I think just my, my fist. Okay, okay. <laughs> well, now, but look at you now. Oh, you me. own... <laughs> A stylish microphone. I do. All to, to call your own, which you can use anytime. And you can plug it in and actually use it as a true microphone, not a prop. Yep. So yep, yep, yep. You've, you've kind of grown up. So <laughs> now you need your hearth. The glow- well, all we're missing is the hearth. We have a hearth here, but it's not strutable. And the, go- the glow up, as they call it. We do end with a song, not a song, but we do end with an instrumental track as we sign off. And do you know what it is? Because I, I, I add it in later, so we're not, we can't hear it right now, but I am sort of sneaking it in underneath right now as we say goodbye. It's the instrumental track to Nat King Cole's big hit. L is for the way you look at me. L is for the way you look. Had me. One of these days, we're really oh, going to do it. Very, very for the only one I see. <laughs> v, here's your V. Go ahead, very, do your V. Very, very, very extraordinary. Extraordinary E is even more than you adore. Uh, that's close. <laughs> <laughs> so we'll say goodbye from... Oh! <laughs> I always do this. I always say we're saying goodbye, then I do three more things. Please send us an email, gaydaysofourlives at gmail.com. At gmail.com. Gaydaysofourlives at gmail.com with your comments, please. This is. We'd like to hear from you. Yeah. We so. We've no idea if someone is listening, what they think of this. Now give us your feedback. Please. Okay. Thank you, Carl, for being with us. I'm so happy to be here. Daniel signing off. Until next time. Tom signing off too. Goodbye. Bada bing, bada boom. <laughs>